everybody. Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Klimazeski with Tyler Weeb. And as always, we're just going to pick a nice light topic like what is truth? And uh, man, Tyler, as I was going through this, like many times in the past on this particular podcast, my brain just goes from one place to another to another. And then I realized we, we have probably a, a year's worth of documentary type material. But I, I want, I'm going to focus my time. I'm not sure exactly what you have for our audience, but you know, I want to I want to zip through just a tiny little bit of history and then kind of settle in on our most current problems or challenges we face as a society. But, you know, the interesting thing is when you look back to the biggest thinkers we can, starting with Socrates and then Plato and then Aristotle, this is what they grappled with. This this is what made Greek philosophy, Greek philosophy, uh, you, you would have these juxtaposed positions and, and one group would think, hey, we think we kind of have a good idea. We figured something out. And then somebody said, wait a second, we don't agree we, over here. And we created this, the literally the Socratic method. And, and then it, it kind of stagnated, you know, through the, the heavy religiosity and dark ages. And then here comes the enlightenment age in Europe. And you have all these amazing thinkers again. And uh, Descartes and Hume and and Locke and Hobbes and it just goes on and on and on and then I would almost say it was kind of buried again through some of the revolutionary periods so the Bolshevik Revolution the French Revolution the American Revolution and now I I think part of our biggest problem today in the world is we don't care we don't think about thinking we don't think about how to be rational beings so you know I, I'll go all the way back. To where I started, and and if you remember, you know all of, all of this, the scenes that that show uh, the passion of the Christ and things like that. That the, probably one of those famous lines from Pontius Pilate is when they're you know Jesus is on trial, they're going to be crucified, and they're going back and forth, and Pontius Pilate screams out, you know, what is truth? And that's our topic today. You know, what is truth? So I'm, I'm going to pause there and bring you in, and then I'll kind of, you know, dovetail back into some of the points that I want. But um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the whole topic? Well, I find that it's interesting that we're talking about truth on a, on a somewhat famous day uh, a year later and, and kind of what we maybe have been through over the last year. And you've really seen this explosion of 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 basically that question, like, what is truth? Because it does seem, you know, as we are, are seeing, everyone seems to have their own truth. And I do think that there is something to be said to that. I think we all, you know, have our principles and our truths and things like that. But I think that we also, you know, are having trouble, like you said, you know, thinking rationally and, you know, thinking about thinking and, you know, something that I think we've really talked on and touched on a lot is testing that personal truth, you know, does that correspond to fact, right? So we kind of have this, you know, scientific method. And I think you could almost take, you know, these truths and you could run them through a scientific method of, okay, uh, this is what I believe, does this line up or correspond then, you know, with fact, right? And I know we can get into the science. There's no such thing as a hundred percent fact. Something can always be proven wrong, but for the sake of the discussion, I think let's just use that word fact. So yeah, it's, it's a hard question to answer because 
everyone has such different life experiences. And so sometimes it has to kind of come down to, it's like, well, how can I say your truth is not the true truth, right? I cannot fully understand that person's life experience, what they've gone through, what they thought. Uh, And so you get into this point of people don't want to give up that truth, right? Like they, we don't want to budge from that. And so this is where we kind of get a lot of this, this back and forth where I think, you know, we almost have to do a better idea of understanding like, okay, maybe there is no that black and white truth. Maybe there is some of that gray and maybe we need to have that discussion because maybe that person's, you know, quote unquote truth could fit into my truth if I were just, you know, willing to listen and be open to that viewpoint, to that different truth. I, I think you completely nailed it on two counts. One being when you said that people, you know, can't gravitate away from their truth. And they can't understand or we're searching for it. And I would add, why do we think we have to? Like, what is our motive? And, and it goes back to just evolutionary psychology and the fact that it's survival. We have to know what's right or wrong or who's good or bad, who's a threat or not a threat. So it's never going to go away. That's the issue. It, we're, this is hardwired in us. And just like you said, you know, you brought up the the insurrection at the Capitol um, and it's, you know, those people completely believe what they believe. They 100% believe it. It's not a joke to them. And they think they're doing the right thing. And so I, I think out of all of the, the just meanderings we've had philosophically over, over the millennia, I think right now the greatest definitions we have are ironically from an astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, because in the intro to his master class, he, he lays this out so intentionally that he believes we have three kinds of truth. There is personal truth. When I was 15 years old, Tyler, I was going to be Mr. Olympia. When I was nine years old, I was going to be the next quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I lived my life according to that truth. That was my personal truth. You couldn't talk me out of it. And why would you want to? Would you really want to, quote, break my toy? Like, would you want to, like, like, what does it matter what my personal truth is? And we can get into even belief systems and worldview and religion and all that in that. But then Tyson said, then there's political truth, which is we now collectively combine together with groups to believe something that we think is true. But as you said, that's still different from fact, and maybe it's completely improvable. And then there is objective truth, the force of gravity, 9.8 meters per second squared. We can measure it all around the planet on the surface. There it is. But even that, you know, ironically, that's the truth under certain contexts. Is it true on the bottom of the ocean floor versus the top of Mount Everest? Is it true on Mars? So, you know, even something like that, we have to say, well, you know, it's the truth in this context. So getting back to training, fitness, nutrition, you know, the keto crowd versus carbs, this training versus that training, people are willing to just harm each other. They're willing to attack each other for something that I guarantee they have no idea whether it's true or not. So I wonder in just the context of our hard training community, what lessons you have learned or, or that you would want your clients to understand? I mean, I kind of bring it back to like, and maybe it's not quite at this level for, for some people, but they believe as much as we do. 
right? So take whatever you want, insert X. And anytime that you can get that kind of group of people together to buy into this one methodology, you are just going to get that type of belief. And so I think, again, it's, it comes back to that. I'm, I'm trying to remember the philosopher, but the, the loss of the, um, the debate or the conversation forum of just how like we cannot come together anymore and not have like these arguments without, you know, this emotion, right. Not being able to understand each other. So when it comes to fitness and, and all of that, everyone has this, you know, personal truth about their body, right? Like we have like this, well, I'm going to look like this, or I'm going to do this. And then we start to attach emotionally to these different camps, because again, that's just naturally what we do. And then we start to get into maybe that political truth where it's like, nope, this is the only way there's no other way to do this. So I think it's really just having that discussion and, and relating maybe your personal truth out there for people. And and again, I think we've talked about this a lot is, it starts with one person, you know, being willing to, to open up their own truth, to have that discussion, to be willing to listen to other people's truths. And how can we learn from those different truths to kind of combine, you know, this harmony, I guess, if you will, in the fitness community, I think we could do with a little bit more of that here. Um, So yeah, it, it is a hard one. You are breaking down a lot of people's personal truths, but it has to be done in a way where it's understanding right? And it's coming from a place of, of care and, and like a, a, a childlike wonderment, if you will, right? Like, be curious, like, you know, th- these people wholeheartedly believe it for a reason. It's not like they just magically started believing this, like there are reasons behind it. So it's, can we get to those reasons, understand those reasons, and then have a somewhat non-emotional discussion about it? There's always going to be emotion, but, you know, can we eliminate that, that friction, yeah, there, I mean, that comes a lot to personality type, but I, in my notes, after I sifted through everything I wanted to talk about today, I did end up with two words, curiosity and humility. And I think it's important for me to understand that we are consumers of knowledge and quote truth. We, we want to accept something and believe something. That's what we're going to act on. We're also purveyors of that. We're going to reflect that back into society and we're going to tell people about that. And I think, you know how I love through social psychology, the whole tenant of just simply, as you said, taking the emotion out, taking a step back and understanding that our brain's first goal with every single bit of stimulus is is to label something. And if we know that we instantly want to attach values to that. And so that's a, that could be a tripwire, but we don't let it become that. So when I, when I see something new, I immediately want to say, oh, I like that idea, or I'm rejecting that idea. Again, good, bad, right, wrong. And guess what? We like what we like because we already have a very similar or tangential belief to it. And so, you know, that's confirmation bias. We're, we're going we're gonna to sift through and keep that information. We have to be willing to check that. And that's where humility comes in, because I know there are people in our industry who are really big voices and they're aggressive and they're dogmatic. And yet sometimes when they're out there screaming what's right and who's wrong, 
I look at that and I say, you're a fucking idiot. Like everything you're saying right now is objectively wrong. It's not a personal truth. It's objectively falsifiable. And yet you're that emotional about it. I can look at that and say, well, let's go to the research and let's see. And, and maybe we can, maybe there's not enough information and we can both walk away saying, well, we just don't know, but I believe this and you can believe that and we can still be friends. But if you're going to be that angry and yell at people, you know, that's one problem. I also see on the other side, people who are great leaders in our industry inside the deep fitness community and more broadly who may have much more winsome personalities. And yet they're also so confident because they can say, well, you know, according to so-and-so in this study in 2004 and so-and-so in 2011, this, 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 and with no, no animus whatsoever, they're just so dogmatic that they also create this following and people say, yeah, I love that person. Therefore I'm just going to trust their opinion. And I can say, wow, they're, they're wrong too. And I'm sure people could look at me and point out where I'm wrong. And so this is where it comes down to us as a community, because I see behind you about 7,500. <laughs> and and you, you, tell, you tell me, Tyler, have you gone to every single label, looked at every ingredient, gone back to the manufacturer and got lab assays on every batch to ensure that everything in that bottle and only what's in that bottle is there perfect, healthy, been studied? Of course not. You trust that company and 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 that's the end of the story. You that that heuristic is in your brain because you trust them and you move on. We got to stop that shit. Like we got to stop trusting without verifying and yet we have to do it still with an open, curious, humble mindset. And that's and and yeah, like that that's a hard mindset to have because I think we talked about this last week. People are afraid to come off of their, you know, off the hill that they're willing to die on, right? Their tribe, their, you know, their identity, you know, some people in this industry, they've built their whole identity on, you know, keto, or I mean, there's so many out there, I, I you lose track of them almost, um, the mountain man diet, or, or what have you, right? Like, there's just there's so many. And so, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it, it's people, <clears throat> not wanting to, you know, see the data that might show them that they're wrong because a, you know, no one likes to be wrong. B they've built this identity on it. They don't want to be embarrassed. And so, you know, to have, you know, that humility and, you know, that curiosity is, is kind of a rare thing. I think still in this industry, it really isn't there. I mean, you get a bunch of, you know, jacked, you know, for the most part, good looking people, you get them, um, you know, the, typically they're very, uh, very, um, I'm blanking on the word here, uh, competitive. They're very competitive people, right? They're, it's a very individual sport as well. And so we're used to being alone, relying on ourselves. And it's tough to have that humility when you have that environment that is kind of overarching the whole industry. You know, I, I go through almost every Friday, a research review for our flexible dieting Institute crowd, our clients and coaches. And I'm, and I'm very careful because I, you know, most of these people are lay people and, and I know they will trust what I have to say. And so I'm very careful to use this as an opportunity to not just say, here's a study, here's the conclusion. This is the information you came for today. Go, go use it. I instead 
use phrases like we're going to explore this particular study together. We're going to look at this meta-analysis and here's what they did. Here, here was their methodology. Here's what I like about this study. It, it you know, all of, of all the things that you could possibly look at in this topic, they did this. And so in that limited scope, here's what we can learn. And in, you know, I, I really use that kind of open-ended language because I don't want them to say at the end of looking at one study out of potentially a hundred thousand studies over 50 years that we got all the answers we need. It's just one data point in time in context. And, and I look for that in other science uh, minded people. I look for that in, in peers and colleagues in the science community, you know, phrases like, well, at this point, this is what we know as we learn more or as data changes or as other researchers and teams look at this, I'm perfectly willing to change my mind. I, that's what that's that is the scientific method. It's creating that that experimental process, putting it out there, letting people challenge it, and then we all learn. And, and I know where, as you said, the competitiveness comes into play, and and we kind of create these turf wars. And if my whole career is built on protecting this one idea, I wish more scientists realized that it's okay to say that was part of my developmental process within the field of knowledge and the industry we're looking at. And now we know this, like it, you don't have to, again, to quote you, live and die on this hill because that's a, that is a painful death. I mean, if, if, if the world has moved on and you have not, you're, you're back there alone and you could have still been leading the field, but along that new crest of information. Closed mindset versus open mindset. We've talked about this so much is just, and it's, and I think you just kind of continue to keep seeing it circling back to that. It's being willing to be open to different viewpoints and being willing just to listen. Like that's, you know, all that is what it boils down to is exploring this. When you said, let's explore this, I'd like flashbacks to seeing like my therapist every time I tell her a feeling, let's explore this feeling a little bit more. And then I know I'm in trouble, right? All right, we're going deep, aren't we? But yeah, it, it is, I think, you know, then also, you mentioned how you talk to other people about science. And I think that's something that we're missing as well as how we communicate that across to the people that we are coaching. And that's something very, very important because I'm sure like you're a coach, I'm a coach. We've gotten questions. What's best or, or, you know, should I do this or that? Well, a lot of it, you know, for the most part is context-based and you kind of talk to the client. Well, where are you at in your goals right now? Like, where, where are we? Um, you know, what does your lifestyle handle? Like, could you start prep? I don't know. Like, what does your next six months of life look like? Oh, I got a vacation. I got this. I got that. Well, in this context, no. Like, the, the personal truth of you stepping on stage this year probably isn't going to happen. So it is about just having <laughs> that, that ask questions, be, you know, uh, have humility, and, and explore those options and, and really make sure that, you know, whatever that truth is going to be is you know, going to correspond to that fact and, and kind of live within that reality. Yeah. And I'll wrap us up with this note based on what you just said, even just knowing when something is truly fact-based or not. So going back to how our brains like to label things, if, if, if our audience can, can learn anything from today it's that when we do encounter something that you just feel that sensitivity, like I'm, I'm, this really means something to me. I'm trying to discover what's right and what's wrong. I want to do the right thing for the right reasons. 
just understand there's some emotion and some value-based tension there. And, and you want to, you want to separate yourself from that and be objective and then realize, okay, I know I'm going to have a propensity toward looking at a personal truth, a political or group truth, and then an objective truth. And even the humility to know that objective proof, uh, truth is contextual, like you said, but where is this going to fall? Where, where can you put this and categorize it as one of those three without letting it just eat you up as something that has, has to be dogma? I mean, that's, that's the thing we have to get away from, where every single thing has to be dogmatic instead of, as Dr. Tyson said, which is just, hey, it could be personal truth, and that's fine. You, you like it, believe it, tuck it away. It can be something that you and even a group believe culturally, that's fine. But objective truth, we kind of got to pay attention to. And even though we may prove that to be not quite as true as we want, that is the closest thing to fact as we can get. And, and we're just going to swing between those three categories. All right, guys. Well, uh, Tyler, again, thanks. We're, we're going to keep plowing away through some of these deep topics that I think can help us in our endeavors to be better coaches, better competitors, better athletes, anybody trying to live an aggressive uh, pursuit of fitness and health. Uh, we're we're going to encounter some of these same same things that everybody else does in every other little niche community. So uh, hopefully Tyler and I can be a, a little bit of a, a, a sounding board for some of those ideas within our fitness community. So we'll see you guys next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.